Welcome to a new episode of the NACF Podcast, featuring Senior Pastor Naida M. Parsons. Today's podcast is from our communion celebration. And in life, sometimes we want to hook up. We want the hookup. You're here to, we want to get more than what we paid for. But just as Jesus did when he paid his life for our sins, you'll see why you get what you pay for. So now within redemption, there's some things that God wants you to know today that have been purchased for you. And you need to know that in these cases, in these cases that we're going to talk about today, Jesus has gotten exactly what he paid for. Moving right along, we are going to go into the next portion of our service. When I read that scripture, one of the things that God revealed to me was he told me that having him with us means that he don't just maintain and that he don't just cause things to survive. In this pandemic, so many people are just trying to maintain and they're just trying to survive. But here at New Antioch and Christian Fellowship at Aliante, we have gotten an agreement with God and we are on the move. We are on the move. We are not just merely maintaining and surviving. We are thriving in this pandemic. We are growing in this pandemic. We got some stuff that we are doing in this pandemic. And it's because of the people of God that are in partnership with us. So we thank you for your tithing and your offering. And if you're not in agreement with us, you can do that on today through three easy and simple ways. You can text in your tithing and your giving to 77. 977 to New Antioch, all one word. You can go online and you can get onto our website at newantioch-aliante.org. Hit the donate button at the top. It's very simple. I promise you, it's so simple to give online. Or you can mail it in here at the house, 2550 Nature Park Drive, Suite 100, North Las Vegas, Nevada, 89. 084. I would like to pray over what it is that you are going to give right now. Get your giving and your tithing and offering at home. Get it in your hand. You got to expect that God is getting ready to do something with what you're getting ready to give. Heavenly Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for every dollar, every coin, everything of giving that the people of God are offering up on today, God. I ask that you multiply it, that you grow it, God, that you cause it to make thriving, that you make impact. God, I ask that you allow them to see what it is that they're giving. Welcome to our communion celebration. Hallelujah. It's all about the love. It's all about the love. As we celebrate the death, the burial, and the resurrection, and the coming back of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. We're going to 1 Peter chapter 1, verse 18 and 19 in the Amplified Version. And then we're going to jump over to Titus 2, 14, also in the Amplified Version. But we're going to read it as one scripture, so we'll jump from one scripture and go directly uh, to the next scripture, because it's all one author anyway, amen. Many writers, one author. We learned that in the Bible study. Amen. Let's read. It's there for you on the screen. Let's read together. For you know that you were not redeemed from your useless, spiritually unproductive way of life inherited by tradition from your forefathers, 
with perishable things like silver and gold. But you were actually purchased with precious blood, like that of a sacrificial lamb, unblemished and spotless, the priceless, priceless blood of Jesus Christ, who willingly gave himself to be crucified on our behalf to redeem us and purchase our freedom from all wickedness and to purify for himself a chosen and very special people to be his own possession who are enthusiastic for doing what is good. Our topic this afternoon for our communion celebration is you get what you pay for. You get what you pay for. Again, welcome to our communion celebration. Communion, uh, also known as the Lord's Supper, is a celebration to remind us that Jesus Christ died for our sins. And so today, we're going to do a little teaching today. Uh, so, so we want to understand that the, the bread that we eat is a symbol of his body that was torn and bruised and ripped apart and broken for us. And the grape juice that we drink is a symbol of the blood that he shed. So the Bible says he was wounded for our transgressions. That was all of our outward wrongdoing. He was bruised for our iniquities. That's that inward tendency toward wrongdoing. The punishment that brought us peace was on him, meaning he settled our debt with God, and now we can be at peace with God. And with his stripes, we are healed, and that's emotional, physical, and spiritual healing. So the good news this afternoon is that Jesus died to use his blood to purchase some amazing things for us. And I'm so glad that you get what you pay for. That's, that's the good news. You, you get what you pay for. Uh, and this term, you get what you pay for, is, is debatable to some people. Uh, you know, some of you are those... Uh, you paid too much for that girl kind of people. And some of you are the you get what you pay for kind of people. I know I got people in both camps here today. So that term can be debatable because we're always looking for a deal, a discount, a hookup. Something for nothing is even better. And so some live more by that model, you pay too much for that, uh, than his verses, you, uh, uh, you get what you pay for. But, but time after time, uh, that, that term, you get what you pay for, came because somebody got burned trying to do it the cheap route. I got any witnesses. So you end up paying more to fix what the cheap guy messed up. Or you end up buying shoes more often because those cheap ones tore up faster. Or you end up buying the shirt again because the cheap ones shrank or faded after one wash. You, know, you end up with cracked walls and quickly worn out floors and, and, and all the fixture, fixtures messing up in that cheaper house. And so somebody said, well, you get what you pay for. Or it could be that you see all the bells and whistles on the other car. That other car, the ride is smoother. 
It got those backup features. I can't wait to get one of them cars where you back it up and the camera come on and tell you what you're backing up here to. I'm kidding me one of those. Or those cars that talk to you. And you got all the high-tech advantages. You don't have to buy that thing that you plug into the cigarette lighter to plug your phone up. You got some of them cars, they, they have the, the USB port already in the car, you know. I've driven my PT Cruiser, I've driven uh, my Nissan Sentra, and then I've driven my daughter's Mercedes. And I've, every week I drive my mama's Lincoln. And I didn't get the same things in the Mercedes and the Lincoln. I, it was the stuff in that PT Cruiser and that, and that Nissan that, that, that I, I, it wasn't in that car. Even though that Lincoln is old, that Lincoln is smooth. I ain't get the same things because you get what you pay for. I've lived in a $105,000 house. And I've lived in a $500,000 house. <laughs> I've worn a $15 sweatsuit. And I've worn an $85 sweatsuit. I've worn a $15 gold-plated necklace. And I've had a $1,500 solid gold necklace. And I can say that sometimes, most of the time, you get what you pay for. But whether or not that's true in material things, y'all can still argue that point. I know you got the purse for less and, and somebody pays it. But okay, I'll give you that. But way more often when you look at there's less argument when it comes to doctors, lawyers, educational institutions. Way more often you get what you pay for. You ask somebody like OJ, he ain't getting no $1.99 lawyer. <laughs> Yeah, what you, what you pay for. And it's, it's even less argument when it comes to things that take effort, like the effort you put into your marriage or your health or your business or raising your kids, what you put in ministry. You put in little effort. You put in little time. You put in little prayer. You put little attention in it. You get what you pay for. But when it comes to what Jesus purchased on the cross, the good news of this sermon today is that he got exactly what he paid for. And if you can embrace that fact today, if you can believe that fact today, if you can rely on it and accept it and live out the truth of that fact today, you will leave this communion celebration with a new excitement, with an improved understanding, with an extreme appreciation of the gift that has been given to you through the body and the blood of Jesus Christ because you get what you pay for. So in the two scriptures that we read, there are two things that he purchased that are listed there. In those two scriptures, it says Jesus paid for redemption and freedom. Jesus paid for redemption and freedom. Now, redemption, we're going to teach a little bit today. Y'all stay with me. Redemption is the repurchase of captured goods or prisoners. It's the act of procuring the deliverance of persons or things from the possession and the power of captors by the payment of an equivalent. In other words, it's sort of paying the ransom and securing my release. 
I was captive. So where I was captive by sin and captive by the effects of sin on my life. Now I'm free. I'm no longer bound by Satan. I'm free to do the right things that I want to do instead of repeating all that wrong stuff that I didn't want to do. I am absolutely free. Now, before Jesus died for us, we had sold ourselves into slavery. We chose the devil's side, and that locked us into a bad contract. So we're locked, we're captive into a bad contract. It was a life of sin and the destiny going to hell. There is a heaven and there is a hell. And I was locked in the hell. We had lost the power to choose. Heaven was not even an option because the law of God required that we be stuck in that original contract, that we be stuck in our original choice. He, he couldn't let, see, he couldn't let all our foolishness into heaven. He couldn't even be in relationship with us and all of our mess and foolishness. We liked sin. He hated sin. He wouldn't accepted and we couldn't give it up so he found another way if one perfect person could pay the high price to buy us out of the contract Ooh, that's good to me. To buy us out of the contract that we signed with the devil. We signed the contract but if one perfect person could buy us out of this contract then that price would cover the penalty for all of our sins. It would change us on the inside, so now we want to do right. And then it give us the Holy Spirit, so now we have the power to do right. Now we are redeemed. Now we are repurchased, and we are free to choose Jesus and heaven and a relationship with God. That's what he paid for. And here's the good news. You get what you pay for. So now within redemption, there's some things that God wants you to know today that have been purchased for you. And you need to know that in these cases, in these cases that we're going to talk about today, Jesus has gotten exactly what he paid for. Jesus paid for forgiveness. Jesus paid for forgiveness. Jesus saying to you today, I paid for forgiveness of sin and I got what I paid for. You are forgiven. You are forgiven. And, and sometimes that, that don't hit people unless they realize how big of a sinner they were. Uh, <laughs> let me try it again. You are forgiven. And, and the reason that doesn't get a big rise out of us usually is because we don't understand the concept of forgiveness. So let me teach today. The word forgiven is the word aphesis. Ephesus. Ephesus. Uh, it's a Greek word in the Bible. It's the, this word aphesis. And aphesis means dismissal. Release, pardon. It means case dismissed. It's, it's a sending away. It's a letting go. It's a release. Again, a pardon. It's a complete forgiveness. Your case is dismissed. 
Anybody ever been to court with y'all? Y'all too good. I need anybody been to court and and because of some technicality, they had to say case dismissed. That it wasn't that you didn't do it. It wasn't that you weren't guilty. It was that they had to dismiss the case. That's what forgiveness is. Case dismissed, you're free to go. You've been released. It doesn't matter that you did it. It's a pardon. It don't matter that you did it. You don't have to pay the penalty for what you did. Somebody say Ephesus. It means releasing someone from obligation or debt. And although we love many of the hymns, Jackie, we, we don't. Some of them are not technically correct. Often Bible scholars don't write songs. So sometimes we love the songs, but they're not necessarily biblically correct. It was a song that I loved that said, Jesus paid it all. All to him I owe. No, you don't. We worship, Lord, I owe you. And God is saying, no, you don't. You could never pay it anyway. Ephesus is forgiveness. It's a pardon of sins. It's letting them go as if they had never been committed. And we don't get it. So we don't accept it. So we live in guilt. So we live in apology. So we live in shame and in low self-esteem. We feel like we're in a constant state of being unworthy. Because we don't get it. You don't really get what it means to be forgiven. So let me help you out. It's like a wife who keeps reminding her husband that she cheated on him. You're sitting at dinner. And the wife says, remember I cheated on you. The car runs out of gas. and She's just sitting on the side of the road. He said, why you didn't call me? I didn't call you because I cheated. Or they're in the middle of experiencing intimacy. And right in the middle of intimacy, she says, you know I cheated. You're going out. Honey, we can't afford this car. The husband said, honey, we can't afford this car. I know. That's because I cheated, Eventually, the man says, would you please stop talking about that? I don't want to constantly be reminded that you cheated on me. I don't want to talk about that every day. Can we just go on with this relationship? Can we just enjoy each other? Can we just have a good life together? I decided to forgive you and put it behind us, but you keep bringing it up. I don't want to talk about that every day. 
But we do God the same way. We feel like we can't pray and ask him for things because we messed up, because we sinned, because we cheated. We do that in worship, which is our form of intimacy. You're just loving on God, and in the memory of your sin, come up. And then in the middle of worship, you get to apologizing, and it just messes the mood up just like it would in the bedroom. Why are you reminding me of your sin? We was just getting to a place with each other just enjoying each other and you bringing your sin up. If you got any kind of disappointment in your life or something goes wrong you always say it's always because I did wrong back in 2015. This is why God didn't do this for me because I did wrong. And God is saying stop talking about it. I don't want to hear that. Can we just go on with the relationship? Can we just enjoy each other? You've been forgiven. And some of us still talk about our sins and our failures that we committed years ago. You never got over it because you don't understand forgiveness. Said I paid for the forgiveness, not only for what you did wrong, but everything you're going to do wrong. And I got what I paid for. That's the good news today. God is saying, you've been forgiven. I got what I paid for. I paid for this. You are forgiven. Just look at somebody and tell them, you're forgiven. Why don't we get it? We don't understand it because of our arrogance. We thought we were better than that. Because if you really understood that's who you were, you wouldn't be tripping so hard. But you thought you were better than that. We thought we were above that. We didn't think we were gettable. <laughs> so we can't forgive ourselves for being human. And so we don't receive the forgiveness because we're arrogant and we thought we were better than that. So three years later, you're still kicking yourself for something you did three years ago. Arrogant. The other reason that we don't understand forgiveness is because we don't get unconditional love. That's what God told me. He said, you... Your brain don't even comprehend unconditional love. I was raised by perfectionists, and I, I think it did something to my brain. I, I, I can't comprehend that I can mess up, and you still love me, and you still accept me, and you'll still bless me, and you'll still anoint me, and you'll still use me. So most of us have not received this gift of forgiveness. We don't fully walk in it because we don't get it. But you know who does get it? The four-year-old. You got to go back and listen to the message from first Sunday, from last first Sunday. The four-year-old gets it. A four-year-old will knock over the milk and ask for another glass. Four-year-olds, they don't have conversations about how they went to bed when they were two years old. And they're so, still so shamed and so embarrassed and can't tell nobody that I went to bed when I was two-year-old. Four-year-olds don't do that. They don't stay away from you for days because they dropped ice cream in your new car. 
You know what a four-year-old do? They'll let you clean it up and get right back in the car with no interruption in your relationship, and they will not have a conversation with you about it when they're eight years old. And start talking about, Mama, remember when I was four years old? The four-year-old gets it. And they say, I'm sorry, Mommy. And then Mommy says, it's okay. And then you have hugs and kisses. And Mom might say, well, you just can't have ice cream in the car now until you get a little older. The four-year-old says, oh, it's okay. And then it's over. The four-year-old gets forgiveness. Jesus wants you to know that he paid for your forgiveness. And I got what I paid for. You are forgiven. It's unchangeably, irreversibly, unrelentingly, consistently, unequivocally, and absolutely forgiven. And our relationship goes on as if you never did anything wrong. And that happens every day, all day. You are forgiven. I got what I paid for and it was expensive so please use it please take it please experience it please take advantage of it please enjoy it please rest in it I paid for it and I paid for it to be new every morning ah, hallelujah Jesus paid for forgiveness and he got what he paid for that's a thank you break right there. <laughs> thank you. He paid for forgiveness. And Jesus paid for eternal life. He said, I paid for eternal life. And the good news is that I got what I paid for. And this is how it works. Let's go back and teach it, Moses. Now, some of you say, well, I already know all this stuff, Pastor. Uh, you, some of you know it, but you don't know how to explain it to anybody else. So keep listening, even though you know it. It might give you a little help on how to explain it to somebody else. Some of you don't know this, so let me show you how this works. He paid for eternal life. Here's how it works. You were dead in your sins because death to God is separation from him. Don't have nothing to do with you breathing. It has to do with being separated from him. He is life, so anything that is separated from him is already dead. So you're dead in your sins. So now your sins were paid for and they've been forgiven. You believed that. You believed that Jesus did that for you when he died on the cross. And as soon as you believe that and confess that, the Holy Spirit of God comes into your spirit that was dead because it was separated from God. And now you and God are reunited again because that thing that was separating you no longer exists. And it's been forgiven. It's been sent away. It's been erased. So now that you and God are together again, your spirit that was dead is alive again because life in God terms is being with him according to John 17 and 3 now this is eternal life that they know you this is Jesus talking that they know you the only true God and Jesus Christ whom you have sent so now that I know him the life I have right now because I know Jesus and have accepted him into my heart is already eternal 
So the minute his life comes into my spirit through the Holy Spirit, I have eternal life right now. This life is called Zoe. Everybody say Zoe. Zoe is, is, is the Greek word for this life. It's absolute fullness of life. It's the abundant life down here. It's the eternal life over there. It's a God kind of life. So starting right now, you have eternal life. It's not on credit. You don't have to make payments. You don't have to work for it. Jesus is saying, I got what I paid for right here, right now. You have eternal life. Now, now I've seen two extreme responses to this purchase. On one extreme, some people feel that if they don't do everything right, that this eternal life will be taken from them. So you got to keep up the payments to keep your eternal life. I know God gave it to me, but, but now I got to pay on it. And so what these people do is they walk this tightrope because Somebody said they used to walk it. Yeah, a lot of us are recovering. Uh, you walk this tightrope. Like, mm, I, I cussed in my mind. Oh, oh, forgive me. Help my mind. Help my mind. Jesus, help my mind. Help my mind. I looked at that man and thought he was so fine. Lord, help me, God. I'm about to lose my eternal life. I didn't slap her, but my hand moved. Lord have mercy. I need to go on a 40-day fast. I don't lose my eternal life. I walked this tightrope in fear of losing eternal life. But then there's the other extreme. The other extreme that, hey, it was given to me. Jesus paid for it. So no matter what I do, I have it. And I can live like the devil. I can obey the devil. I can have fun with the devil. I can lust it up with the devil. I'm never going to lose my eternal life. I can do what I want to do. Have fun. Get drunk. Have sex with everybody. Do whatever I do. Cuss people out. Fight. Whatever it is I want to do. Because I got this eternal life. Because I went to church one day. And I said Jesus with my mouth. And then they, they put my name on something. And now I can have eternal life. I can do anything I want to do and still have eternal life. Never going to lose it. And then they got the nerve to call it eternal security. Now, I'm not talking about people who have a theological basis for believing in eternal security. I'm not talking about you. I'm talking about these people that don't have no theology at all. They ain't read it, but they just feel like they can do anything they want to do. And they just going to make it here and live the way they want to live. And because I said, Jesus, one day that my life is going to be what? Y'all guess what? All dogs don't go to heaven. Both of these are extreme and extremely wrong. You do not have life because you earn it. 
You couldn't earn it no matter how good you were because you can't be that good in human flesh. I was raised around people that felt like they ain't did nothing that bad that God should send them to hell. Somebody in my life that said when, when Jesus said, you without sin, cast the first stone. They said all the men should have been casting stones because they ain't had no business having no sin in their life anyway. You don't have to eternal life because you earned it. You can't be that good in human flesh. Even if you did all of those things. Even if you could, some of them folks, they had their skirts down here under their knees, but they was hoish on the inside. You can't do all that stuff and get eternal life. Because even if you believe that you have crossed every I, I mean that you have dotted every I and you've crossed every T, if you really believe that about yourself, now you're being self-righteous. And self-righteousness is a sin. So you don't have life because you earned it. You couldn't earn it no matter how good you were anyway. It's been given to you freely through Christ Jesus. He bought it for you and he got what he paid for. And it is God life that is living inside of you and it has transformed your human spirit so that you are a new creation and all things have passed away all things inside you have become new because the holy spirit inside you is bringing you in to that god life we call it being born again we call it being saved it's salvation you are new on the inside, and you can't live in that old way. You can't do it. Yeah, you might do some of the things for old things from time to time and not lose your eternal life because those things have been forgiven. But you cannot live the old way because you're a new creation, and that way just don't work for you no more. And the, when, the more you feed the new you, the more you grow, and the more you mature, the less attracted you are to that kind of life. My life is better. I like it better when I am following you. And because the old life is bad for my new life, God keeps correcting me. God keeps bugging me. God keeps working on me. And every now and then, he'll let me have the consequences of that old life so he can whip me back into shape. He's always pleading with me to stop that behavior. Get yourself right. So people that live in that way, it make you wonder, have you really been born again? Because that, that, that old life is bad for my new life. I don't lose forgiveness. I don't lose eternal life because that's already been paid for. And Jesus, you got what you paid for. So, but if you have accepted Jesus in your heart and you're out there enjoying the devil and obeying the devil and have no desire to be right, you never receive this life in the first place. But if you have truly received him, you have changed on the inside. The truth of the matter is, I don't. You tell them, Dr. Parsons said, on October the 3rd, 2021, 
that if they are living at that extreme, they are not saved. You ain't say it like that. Say it country like I said. You ain't saved. You just ain't saved. But you don't have to live in fear and anxiety and nervously walking this tightrope because you have life. You have eternal life. Jesus paid for it and he got what he paid for. So Jesus paid for forgiveness. Jesus paid for eternal life. But watch this. Jesus paid for a power walk with you. Jesus said, I paid for a walk with you. Power walk is our theme for, for these two months. And Jesus said, I paid for a walk with you, but not just any walk. He paid for a power walk. Uh, definition of a power walk, I don't know if you, I might have said it while I was on vacation, but a power walk is walking at the upper end of your natural range. It's, is walking harder than you would normally walk. It goes beyond the natural. So spiritually, this power walk with God is a power walk. It goes beyond the natural. It's supernatural. As you walk with God, you experience supernatural abilities. You have divine experiences. You're able to do more than what you can do on your own. You see miracles, signs, and wonders. Miracles, signs, and wonders. He paid for a walk with him where there are miracles, signs, and wonders, and God does exceedingly and abundantly above all you can ask or think according to this power that works within us. Jesus paid for a power walk with you. But on this one, will he get what he paid for? Will he get what he paid for? Explain, Lucy. We give you an analogy of paying for an amusement park. When you go to an amusement park, they got different levels of tickets, right? For example, you got the ticket, like you go to Disneyland, you can get a ticket where you can go to Disneyland and California Adventure at the same, two different parks, one ticket. Or they got the ticket where you can get to upgrade and go to the express lanes. You don't have to walk in line. It's a different level of ticket. So, uh, I went to Universal Studios while I was on vacation, they had, three, they had three levels of ticket. They had the regular ticket, you can go and get on whatever ride you want to. Then they had that ticket where you don't have to wait in line. Then they had a VIP ticket where you can go back and say, you got the VIP? I got the cheap one. Uh, <laughs> well, they'll take you backstage and you get all the, you know, it, it was different levels of tickets. Well, Jesus paid full price. He paid for the power walk. He paid for a higher level of walk than he's experiencing with us. Rev, I think you all called it living beneath your privilege. That this is the privilege Jesus paid for, but you're living beneath your privilege. Meaning that Jesus paid for some things that we have yet to experience with him. So will he get what he paid for? Because sometimes getting what you paid for is up to someone else. He purchased you, 
But you have to honor the extended warranty. <laughs> the customer service is up to you. You hold the ability to honor the warranty. So when you fail to give him all that he paid for, will you do your best to fix it? Because Will you do your best to make good on it? Because he will not want to return the product. Giving you up and taking back his body and his blood is not an option for him. Jesus, you paid in full for a power walk with me. You purchased me with a guarantee and an extended warranty. So if I don't walk with you like I should, I'm motivated to do what I have to do to make sure that you get all that you paid for. Some of you got some poor customer service. He calls and you don't answer. He stands in line and you won't even come to the counter. He paid, the de- he paid for the deluxe and you want to give him the standard. I went to Disney World years ago with my friend Angie. And Angie knows all these rich, wealthy people. And uh, she knew the vice president of Disney World. So the vice president came down every day and got us into all the parks for free. Now, Disney World, that's a couple hundred dollars, and that's two of us, so about $400 a day, every day, because there's several parks there. So she came and got us in for free every day. So she came down one day and decided to go through the park with us because she was excited about this new ride called the Tower of Terror. The Tower of Terror is a ride that's based on the Twilight Zone. Well, I'm scary. I don't understand why you guys get a thrill out of being scared. I don't like fear. It's all right that y'all like it. I don't like fear. I don't like being afraid. I'm not going to pay to get for no movie to scare me. And I'm certainly ain't paying for no ride that's going to scare me. They named the thing Tower of Terror. I'm not going on that ride. But this woman had paid, had given us something of value and she want me to go on this ride I was terrified I mean I'm really scary I I was terrified but I went into the tower of terror and actually it was fun but I went into the tower of terror because I respected the value of what had been given to me for free. I'm going to let that rest on you. I went into the Tower of Terror because she asked me to. And I respected the value of what had been given to me for free. 
And for some of you on this walk with God, on this power walk, it's going to be some terrifying moments. It's going to be some things that you're afraid to do. It's going to be some things that stretch you. It's going to be some things that get you out of your comfort zone. But if you value what God has given you for free, do you respect the value of what God has purchased for you? And if you respect the value of what God has given you for free, you ought to stand up. Man up, woman up, get you some ovaries. <laughs> I'll let y'all figure out the other part of that. Man up, woman up, and say, Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil, for thou art with me. Your rod and your staff is going to comfort me. I value what you gave me for free. So will he get what he paid for? You have to make sure Jesus gets what he paid for in its fullest. He paid for your redemption and your freedom, and he got what he paid for. You are redeemed, and you are free. He paid for your forgiveness, and he got what he paid for. You are forgiven. He paid for eternal life, and he got what he paid for. You have eternal life. He paid for a power walk with you, and he has yet to experience that with most of us. Do you respect the value? Of what has been given to you for free. Free to you cost him everything. And he has an extended warranty, but you have a choice whether to honor it or not. Will you get it right and make sure that he gets what he paid for? And so today, we're going to start with salvation. You may have prayed that prayer, but you have not experienced any change in your life. You, you've been on this extreme, or maybe not extreme, maybe you was two steps in. And you need to rededicate your life to God and get that life in you, that eternal life. Or you need to really just accept forgiveness of sin and say, Jesus, I believe in you. You really need to be born again and have that change. So you might need to do rededicated or you may need to pray that prayer for the first time. You may be listening by video and say, I really, I really need to do this thing right this time. Let me do this and make sure it's right. And accept my forgiveness and accept my eternal life and, and get on this power walk with God. If that's you today, pray this prayer with me. I can give you the words to pray, but you got to have the heart. You have to believe it in your heart and say, Jesus, I, I want to accept this today. So listening on live stream or sitting in this room right now, say, Lord Jesus, I believe in you. Thank you for paying for my forgiveness and forgive me for everything I've done wrong. 
and give me eternal life. I thank you, Lord, for saving me. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, if you prayed that for the first time or if you prayed that to make sure that you've been there, that you've done that and accepted that, please put it in the comment section right now. There's somebody looking right now. There's a book I want you to have that will explain further what you need to do. But you have eternal life right now. You are forgiven right now. Let us know that you've made that commitment. And if you're here in the room and you prayed that prayer and you had the heart for that and you've accepted the Lord, have you rededicated yourself? Just raise your hand right now. You don't have to come up, but just raise your hand and say, I prayed that prayer today. I meant it today. I rededicated today. I did it right. Anybody? Just raise your hand where you are. Amen. Right here. Amen. Amen. Did you ask this young lady right here? We can make sure that you get that book. God bless you. Two of you. Amen. Amen. She's coming right there. Anybody else? Come on, y'all. Let's just one. Just one. There's rejoicing going on. Amen. Amen. We're excited about it. We're excited about it. Amen. We're going to go into our, our communion celebration. But after that, I think I'm going to pray for people who need to really accept that they're forgiven. That have been struggling with forgiveness, been struggling with their esteem, that have been struggling with moving on, with accepting what God has for you. And we want to pray for you today. But at this point, we want to celebrate what God has purchased for you with the blood and the bread. Anybody think they'll take it a little different today? Anybody think they got a little deeper understanding of, of what this paid for? You are forgiven and you are given eternal life does everyone have
someone here that needs prayer today this is the altar that we come to to fight and we will fight for you if there are things that need to be broken from your life there are concerns that you have Jesus paid for all of this and we just ask you to come to the altar if you want prayer today if you need prayer today if you are struggling with forgiveness if if it's the self-esteem, it's the feeling unworthy. I just believe that when we pray with you, things will be broken. Chains will be broken. And so if there's anyone that says, you know, I accept that, I, I, I do that, but, but there's some things I just need prayer for today. You are in a house of prayer. This is a praying house. And God does answer prayer. Anyone that needs prayer today, come on. Come on to the altar. Anyone that needs prayer today, ministers are going to come and ask what is it that you would like us to pray for the altar is open for prayer he's paid for healing he's prayed for joy he's prayed for peace he's prayed for your salvation come on to the altar and we're going to pray for you today
and ask them what they need prayer for. Go ahead.
Amen. I hope you enjoyed our, our communion celebration. Amen. From start to finish, it was absolutely amazing. But some of the things that you all are struggling with will come out with nothing but fasting and prayer. In order for you to really get that change, you need fasting and prayer. And that is good because it's prayer week. Amen. The first Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday of every month, we fast and pray. And some things are not going to happen until you fast and pray. So our fast this week will be the Daniel's fast against, again, uh, fruits, vegetables, and whole grains for those three days, Tuesday, Wednesday, and Thursday. And I would suggest for some of you to fast all day and eat a little later in the day. And really turn your life over to God. Be in prayer. Be in study. Um, listen for God. Be in worship. And then come on out to prayer Tuesday night. You guys know the routine, but for those of you that don't, Tuesday night is here at uh, the Aliante campus from 6 to 7.15. Wednesday and Thursday night are at the central campus from 6 to 7.15 as well. Uh, this week, we're still walking with prayer giants, and this week we have Pastor Sharonda, uh, Minister Roz, and Minister Liz. Amen. We'll be sharing this week their prayer giant. Uh, and then we will be in prayer for you. Bring what you need. God really does want to work miracles for us. He really does want to transform some things for us. So it is prayer week. We need 50 people every night. That's what God, the goal that God gave us. And so if it can be 50 in the room, a combination of those that will be listening on live stream, it will be on the main uh, New Antioch page, New Antioch Christian Fellowship page. Um, prayer this week from 6 to 7 15 with our fast fasting and prayer we ask you to be praying uh, for one of our newer members still so faithful um, uh, minister victoria um, uh, lost her mother on this week we will be celebrating her life this saturday uh, the 9th at what time at 11 at, uh, we will be at Central Campus uh, to have plenty of, of, of room to celebrate the life of this woman. And so those of you that can be in support of the family, you may hear from Pastor Rene of what we need to do. But let's, uh, let's show Victoria what kind of family she joined. Amen. Y'all know how we do. We'll do that and be in support of her and pray for her on this week. Been there and it's just, it's just nothing like it been there so we want to support her this week thursday after after prayer at 7 15 those of you who, who need to take intro to ministry introduction to ministry is the baseline class that everybody takes for kingdom academy whether you're going to be a servant leader or a minister or just want to know more about ministry i'm teaching the class intro to ministry it's a six-week class. I'm going to do it in three weeks, and I'll have to lay out how we're going to get it done. So plan to stay a little later than normal, and we're going to get the class done. But meet me right after prayer at Central Campus at 715 on Thursday night, and I'll lay out for you what we're going to be doing the next three weeks. You can register. You can register that night. Uh, you can register with Pastor Darian or Pastor Tara. Um, but that'll be this Thursday night, starting this Thursday night, the introduction to ministry. Also, we started Sunday school this morning, the Bible study. Uh, it was fun. 
It's going to be more interactive uh, this year. You can get uh, the book called The Bible Study. Um, you can get it on Amazon. There's a few problems with Amazon, so if they send you the wrong stuff or don't send you all your stuff, make sure you get your stuff, the two books, and join us. But if you don't have the book, does this read this week we're reading the book of Exodus. We had a great time with Genesis this morning, so next week is Exodus. Just read that through the, the book, uh, through the week, and come on and hang out with us every Sunday at 8 a.m. It is also on Facebook Live. You can come live or you can join us on Zoom. Uh, the Bible study. Today we are having growth track, correct? So if you are a new member, you may not have signed up for it. However, if you know that this is the church you're supposed to be at, hang out with us. As soon as we greet everybody, we'll be starting growth track. You can go into our multi-purpose room and they'll get, uh, get you started on your paperwork to become a member of New Antioch Christian Fellowship at Aliante. You are in the right place. We want to be your church family. So if you can hang out uh, after, if you can't stay today, just let uh, just Arnett know when you go in the room, just say, I can't do it today, but I do want to sign up to be a new member and you can catch you can you don't have to take them in absolute order so if you I'm teaching the one today going to tell you a lot about the church and and make sure this is the place that God is sending you amen so that's right uh, after service on today um, the other, other thing is they've already told you so wonderfully about our church, our newest church plant at Sunrise Mountain, and you can give. We're asking everybody every first Sunday to whatever you can give. We have those who have committed to give the 250 but whatever you can give, just put on there that is Sunrise Mountain, and we'll get it to the right place. You can give after service, so if you need an offering envelope and you have not given, if you raise your hand, they'll give you an envelope. You can give after service. Uh, you can also give electronic after service if if you have not given uh, today or always go to newantioch-aliante.org and you can give online amen I'm going to ask um, either one of you ask one of the pastors to come every week I want to pray for the just one we are still in just one. Every one of us needs to win somebody to Christ. If you need to know how that prayer works, there should be one uh, uh, a card out there that has the prayer on it that if God has you uh, cross someone that needs to be saved, you are ready to accept them right then and there. It has the code on there um, so they can do it on their phone and tell us who they are so we can get them that book. But every week from here on out, we are going to pray for divine appointments. We are serious about getting people saved. Amen. Uh, so one of the pastors is going to come and do the, the, our dismissal and pray for divine appointments. God bless you all. God bless you all. Pray you enjoyed yourself today. Amen. Amen. You know what? I got a little bit of hair on my head, but it is blown back today by the message. I'm telling you what, you go back, just, just give it and, and go back on Tuesday or Wednesday. Go back on Facebook and watch this again. That's the, the caliber of message that we get. I don't know about you all and for our visitors, it's, it's mean over here. Our pastor lays it down. We do not lack in word. We're not just up here making a whole bunch of noise. She is saying something. That was an amazing word. Let's thank God one more time for our pastor and for the word of God. My goodness. 
Um, and so I'm going to pray and then we are going to do our uh, dismissal. But do this and save the date for October 31st. Um, that is our fall fest. We're going to take our Sunday service and we're going to move it to the park. We're going to have our Sunday service in the park. That's how we're going to celebrate our fall fest. So save the date. Plan on coming out there with us. Start bringing in candy. We're going to do it early in the day. We are going to make sure that our little people have some candy and some of our big people. Y'all don't go without y'all candy either. And so do save the day. Be listening for what we're going to need. We're going to do it on October 31st over in the park. We're going to have a whole Sunday service over there. Amen. Let's pray together. Father God, we say thank you for today. God, we say thank you for the assignment that you have given us. God, that you have given us to get the people out, to get your people saved, to introduce them to you. And so, God, as we go out into this week, we ask you, oh God, to make us aware and prepare us for the divine, divine appointments that you will have for us. Let us see them. Let us see who we are to share the gospel with, God. Make us bold and courageous. Don't allow us to shy back, oh God, for those who you are drawing into your kingdom. Let us see them in our homes, those that we might encounter as we go to and fro, God. But let us get the one. Let us see the one. Let us share the prayer, oh God, that we pray today with them that we, oh God, may help you enlarge the kingdom of God. And so, God, we said thank you. We're ready and we're activated for this week. God, that we are looking for the one. And so we said thank you for that. It is in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen. Amen. And just so that you know, we're all after the one. Everyone that is in this room, we're all going after that one. Who's the one person that will come across my path that does not know Jesus that I can introduce them to them? And I'll just share, uh, share with you just one encounter I had with a gentleman on the just one. I was out grabbing a salad, um, and he was working at the place, and so I just thought his customer service was great. He greeted me, and I was like, oh, hey, how you doing? I love great customer service. Um, he said, I'm doing great. I said, you are? He said, yeah, you wouldn't believe what God did for me. And you know us, we love a good story, and we know, what did he do? What did he do? But that was his draw in right there for me. And so there's a tip for you. Try that. You don't know how you're going to strike up the conversation about Jesus. The only thing he said is, you wouldn't believe what God did for me. And people want to know what God did for you. And then there is, and you know what? He can do it for you too. And then there's your introduction into that conversation, right? We got a tip this week. Amen. Amen. Let us say our benediction together. It'll be for us on the screen. Let's say that together. Finally, brethren, farewell. Be perfect. Be of good comfort. Be of one mind. Live in peace. And the God of love and peace shall be with you. Greet one another with a holy wave. All the saints salute you, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, and the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Ghost be with you all. Amen. Now stay in your seats, and our uh, sanctuary attendants will get you out on time. And as you exit out on today, uh, Monique is over there. She's taking any electronic payments that you might have. And y'all, it's
Thank you for tuning in today. Hope this message really reached you. If you'd like to know more about our campuses, you can visit our central campus at newantioch.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dot org. Or for our Aliante campus, you can visit us at newantioch-aliante.org. That's N-E-W-A-N-T-I-O-C-H dash A-L-I-A-N-T-E. If you'd like to sow a seed into this ministry, you can do so by texting New Antioch to 77977 for Aliante Campus. Or for Central Campus, that's New Antioch Central at 77977.